Yes, I think that must have been some network issue. Um, would you mind to confirm for me? I was in network over there at your end. It's it's much better now, thank you. Okay, very well then. I think we can proceed. Okay, so you all are welcome back once again to the Young Entrepreneurs Lodge. I am your host, Tosin Alomo. And on today's episode, we have in the building, Mr. Emil Asian. Good to have you, sir. Thank you. It's great to be here, Tosin. Yes, very well. So, um, would you mind? Uh, I would like to know you. My audience would like to know you. Briefly tell me, um, who is Mr. Emo Asian? Okay, very well, Tosin. Um, like you've introduced, my name is Emo Asian, and I am the coordinator and lead tutor of the Emo Asian Language Institute, um, otherwise known as TLE. T-I-E-L-I, and um, at TLE, we teach foreign language to students and professionals who want to um, study a foreign language for the purpose of relocation abroad or for taking a foreign exams, foreign language inclusive of French, German, Spanish, Chinese, and the English language. So apart from that, we also offer translation services to translate your book from English to any of the um, aforementioned languages and we also offered interpretation services, transcription services, and also editing and proofreading services. So these are the things we offer at the Emoisian Language Institute, which I am founded. Yes. Beautiful to know. So it is safe to say that right now, on the very first episode of the Young Entrepreneurs Lodge, we're having a linguist and building. Woo! <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. a linguist and a polyglot. One who speaks more than one language is a polyglot. Yes, please. Exactly, exactly. polyglot. A few, a few, um, related knowing that because I can imagine you meeting a Spanish citizen right now and then you're talking to the person and then you get to go to a French country and it's still the same person saying a different language, right? That is really mind-blowing. Tell me, um, what led you to this particular journey, really? What what put you on this path? What was that thing that, you know, prompted you to wanting to get this done, really? Okay, for, for me, I wouldn't claim that it was something spectacular, like the uh, success stories of many entrepreneurs out there. For me, um, I was I, I actually studying foreign languages in the university. So I'm um, around my 300 level. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend and then um, I, I was studying the language to gain the certificate, but I never actually envisaged a business around it, okay? And um, so I was discussing with this friend one time and then um, at the time I was going through a number of things and this friend asked me a question. She said, Imo, what have you been up to? And up until that time, before the question, I realized that I had been up to nothing entirely. Mm. I, had, um, I had been sulking in the um, overwhelming nature of what I was going through. So that's that question threw me into a deep thought process. And I got to realize that um, I hadn't been up to anything. So I left the question unanswered in my email for over a month. And I went to my drawing board so that I'll be up to something. And then... After one month, I came up with the initiative to start a language school. And then that was when I answered the question in my DM. And since then, up till now, it's been a very beautiful journey. So yeah, that's, that's what pushed me into this. That's it for me. 
Ah, I see. So literally for you was the fact that you needed to find what you were up to. Right. Yeah. So I think I think that's one question every young entrepreneur out there needs to ask and answer before they literally go into business or or before they pursue whatever other entrepreneur journey they want to go into because i think this also this also leads to our previous episode to this one that was talking about why right purpose and knowing exactly what you want okay well that, that really sounds amazing tell me what has the journey exactly when did you get started on this journey right and before you got started on this journey and i mean you literally just say you went to the drain board in the space of that one month what was what was it like? What was what was the process like for you going to the drawing board and you know asking repeated questions of what you were up to and what you're going to be up to after then? Okay, um, for me the process was not entirely difficult because um, this is not my first um, I would say business involvement. I I'd also been involved in different business um, processes, so I understood the um, formalities of starting a business. So I just needed to engage that same process in this particular initiative. So it wasn't very difficult for me. And being a lover of books, I studied and studied and studied um, the patterns through which great business founders had applied in their businesses. And so um, I just need to apply those same processes in um, the business terrain of Nigeria. Because one thing, especially as young entrepreneurs, one mistake that we make is that we... Um, we're not realistic. We're not realistic mm. when we try to set up a business. Um, we do not consider the environmental nature of Nigeria. What might be applicable outside Nigeria would not be applicable in Nigeria. So I put this into consideration. And then of course, definitely of course, I encountered um, some uh, some uh, some hiccups on the way, being that um, my, my language school is currently virtual. And so we operate mostly online. So, you know, we first had to be trying to pull or to, to, to build an audience and that yeah. is one of the most difficult, in, difficult tasks in an online business, building the audience and then um, um, passing across your message, being known for your message and then you know the um, KLT formula, the know like trust we first have, yeah. have, have to let them know us for what we do and then um, before trusting us to render our services to them so definitely it wasn't an easy path, but then we just had to pull. So many times um, I was faced with, um, I was discouraged. You know, sometimes um, yeah. your content would be faced with low engagement. Sometimes you yeah. put a cost out there or a particular service there and then there's nobody making even a single um, um, inquiry. And then I have to go back and like, what did I do wrong? And then I realized that I did not do anything wrong, but that just had to happen at that time. So um, a lot of these things are things I... I've gone through and I know that eventually I'll go through them again on a larger scale, on a larger scale. So these are the processes, these are part of the processes that I've had to go through within the short term. And um, yes, this this started, I started this um, last year, June 2020. Yes, yeah. I, that was when I actually started. So within the space of one year, um, it's been very beautiful because I was shocked at even my results. Sincerely, I was because yeah. within the space of one year, um, um the institution has received prestigious awards and recognitions, and um, I've been invited for radio station um, station sessions and all of that. So it's been very beautiful. I've even had um, students 
who are not Africans, like foreign students, mm-hmm. have posted for international examination. So it's 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 been a very beautiful journey for me so far. I'm sad to see. Yeah, that's that's really really great. You know, I think I like the part. Okay, welcome back. Let's get into Young Entrepreneurs Lodge. This is the part two of our interview. All right, sir, you could go ahead. Yes, thank you, Mr. Tosi. Thank you for having me back once again. Yes, very well. So, um, earlier on in the last, in the previous episode, we were speaking about, um, I, I was mentioning that it's amazing that your brand, even though it's quote unquote, you know, it's starting out locally, you're already having um, your horizon in the in the foreign market. You know, you're going global already. Yes, yes, sure, sure that. Really, really beautiful. Tell me, um, you you mentioned because the the whole idea around the podcast is um, to showcase young entrepreneurs like yourself, and to be able to inspire young that entrepreneurs or young entrepreneurs that, that, that wants to get and you know know what can and how they would overcome those challenges now because of this particular point you you were saying that you you had issues with building your audience and then with with your know like and trust factors so could you you can you delve more into that what was it like for you how did you eventually build the trust for your brand Okay, firstly, the first thing I had to do was um, identify my product value, which is, mm. in this case, my service languages, teaching foreign languages. How, what, how, how needed is this product or this service? Let me refer to it for the sake of consistency. Let me refer to it as a product. Now, mm. I, I began to ask myself the question, how needed is this product? I began to weigh my product value. Who are the people that need this product? my market, my target audience, professionals, students, families who want to relocate and all of that. Now, the next question is, how do I reach them? Social media, of course. Now, with what means, the next question is, with what means do I reach them? Content creation, writing, videos, and all of that. So I began to now study on how to write captivating um, articles, write-ups, and the rest. And how to make videos and edit videos and how to how, um, create how, 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 can you hear me can you hear me yes 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 okay i also began to study on how to make simple designs that would back up my rights of my text um content and all of that so then i began to put this out there i began to also connect with people who are doing well in the tough space from different niches and from different fields uh-huh. People who have been amazingly well, people who were authorities in the different fields, I began to interact with them, and then they also began to interact with me. Now, this interaction began to give me a face of the public. See me more because I was working with the top ones in the different industries, and these guys were beginning to interact likewise with my own content. So it puts me out there, and um. So this was how my audience, and then I also leverage on Facebook groups. Yes, Facebook is my base 
Yes, uh, Facebook is a bit I began to also leverage on Facebook groups and make content out there and then make people know what I do. Because it's one thing to be able to do something very well. It's another thing for people to know what you do. So I began to put myself out so, there but, people began to know what I do. Yeah, sorry. If you do not mind, could, could you just take... I think if I'm not too clear, I, I think I had just say Facebook groups. Is that correct? Yes, I leverage so much on Facebook groups. Facebook groups, mm. yes. Because Facebook groups have um usually have large community members. Some of them have yeah. up to three hundred thousand people in one group. And that yeah. such a group has uh, an active member base of at least fifty thousand people. So if yeah. your content can be seen by fifty thousand people and interacted with by let's say twenty thousand, that's something. That is so in fact my first student was the result of a post I made in a Facebook group. Yes. Wow. My first student. And then I remember that post gave me a whole lot of friend requests. And then that was what built, built my friend base on Facebook. So I leveraged on Facebook group and it, it was it proved to be profitable. And um and yes, so I kept on like that. And then um before you know it, the inquiries began to come in and I built a structure around it and then designed courses for it and the rest, mm. the says we kept on going and then multiply. We then began to have results. And so all mm. we need to do was to multiply the results. Repeat process, multiply results. Repeat process, multiply results. If the process works, repeat it. And then mm. multiply results again. So that's what we kept on doing. And then at, at different points, all we need to scale up. We, 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 we know that, okay, we need to apply a different method for a different larger um, audience, for a different... Um, audience that is more influential and so we began to also scale up the methods we used to use when we started in june 2020 is not the same method we use now one thing that is should be consistent is growth for instance yeah. when i started in june 22 um, i had my first student in august and then in in august um i we used to i used to teach my students via whatsapp okay whatsapp we true uh, text chats you know, text chats and all that was how I taught my students. But imagine I was still doing that till date. That would that would, I wouldn't be able to grow in the next two years and before you know that would fall apart. So currently we, we it has been a long while to stop using WhatsApp chat. What we then after WhatsApp chat, we then moved on to um Zoom audio sessions. Okay, Zoom audio sessions. But now and after that we started moving on to moved on to Zoom video sessions. And then even after each yeah. video session on Zoom, we still send our students PDF materials for each class Amazing. that they can refer to. So that's it, it's the transition process of growth. And that's one of the things that I would say all to um, our um, continued relevance in the online space. Because you know the online space is like um, a stream. Yeah. Um, when you drop an item in a water, in a body of water, say an ocean or something, it doesn't stay in one spot. A wave can push away. Okay? Now, the online space is, is likened to that ocean. If your brand is on one spot, the wave of trends would push mm. it away. Push it away. When you begin to add value to your brand, adding value to your brand is likened onto adding weight to a particular item on the ocean. Now, when you add weight to a particular item on the ocean, 
it there's a possibility that it would remain on that spot, but it's going to sink. Mm. That means it's it's gaining root. So the value you give to your brand gives its root on the gives gives its root on the online space. But then yeah. when you don't add to your brand, the wave of trend will toss it away. So that's things I've had to do reinvent myself, put myself out there. There are times when I am upside from the one for sometimes also two weeks. But then when I'm coming back, I know I'm coming back because yeah. I had to go and, and do things better. And then I look at people who are doing um some of the things I'm doing as well. Um, and then I look at them, what are they doing that I can do? What are they doing that I should not do? What are they doing that I can collaborate with them on? So these yeah. are the things some of the systems we've used to grow. We've made oh trust me, we've made so much mistakes. I have made a whole lot of mistakes and I've learned from them. And um, yeah. yes. Yeah, I, I think I can really sense that because there's there's a different there's a different dimension when you were speaking about that. But I think it's really safe to say that um one of the key things in your US the 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 um kind of growth that you had that you know the 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 uniqueness you had that to your growth on yeah. the WhatsApp audio version, video versions, and then up onto PDFs. That, that's trying to go. I'm not wrong. Mm, yeah. I think definitely. And I mean, this goes on to to to. It, it, this goes without saying that um, you cannot. A, a brand with trust and not do some extras right and not put on some yes. shade that, that defines yes. you right yes contested social media yes. space or online marketing yes. space yes it, it does to a large extent and um one of the things if i must add sir i'm one of the um i would call it killers of of businesses of young entrepreneurs especially in africa is that africans are good at starting up africans mm. are good at startups. trust me there are a lot of business out there um go online you would see someone um starting a business whatever the scale of the business um be it a um a, a um, shoe vendor fashions um, um sales store whatever every day one young male or one young female starts a business out there I think the problem of African businesses is the point of scaling up. Mm. That's where young entrepreneurs have problems. The process in which you use to start up is not the same in scaling up. And mm. that is why an African business can barely um, last for five years because at the end of five years, the maximum number of um, allowance you have to stay within the space of a startup is five years. And after five years, you expect begin to scale up and grow. So no, uh, most business entrepreneurs don't know how to make that transition. They begin, they, they, they fall for the trick of applying the same process they applied in their beginning stage. No. The way you interact in customers at your startup stage is not the same way you interact with customers at your scale-up stage. In fact, your customer base should differ. In fact, they should differ. And I'll make an example. Fumastido. The Does company that makes Cowbell, popular um, 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 brand, um, Cowbell, it's it, it, it's a very known brand. And when they wanted to scale up, they know that they had to reach out to a target audience 
they had more influence. Mm-hmm. Now, by doing this, they know that if they increase, they could be increase the price of cowbell because if they do that, it would affect their major, their major audience, their major market base. Which, if you forgive my choice of words, the masses. Yeah. So what yeah. they produced another product, lawyer milk, mm-hmm. for a larger and more, a more influential audience for a higher price. So they have two products for two different sets of people. Mm-hmm. That's what they use in scaling up. Different businesses use different methods of scaling up, but then the method should differ from the method of starting up. I believe that is one thing mm-hmm. that you should learn and give your time to. There are a lot of books out yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I, I think I really fell in love with that point you made there. The same in and scaling, and I think every young person has a really to understand this in depth such that that end up you know being the hands of Kashina without you know scaling at all. I think that's one key 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 note keynotes there and i'm really i'm really grateful you made that no worry point because many at times we do not think about you know how how am i supposed to get it done when i want to scale we don't strategize when it comes to scaling we just think oh this was how i started man we, we're gonna mm, but then yeah i think I, this, that is a vast difference in starting and scaling and I, you, you, you said a whole lot about your brand and I really believe right, you are you're reaching your peak and I'd like you to just you know uh, because I, I feel like it's gonna be for you it's, it's a surreal moment how does that really feel for you tell me oh I, 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 I'm, I, I'm grateful for your choice of words um, surreal moments because that, that's really what it is for me um, when I started out this year I never I you know as much as I hoped to receive an award I really didn't expect it because for me what I've been doing I haven't been doing much but then it did come through it did come through and it was really really um, overwhelming and um, linking it back to scaling up when I started um, my my language institute I focused my, my whole dream was to teach to different people to teach languages to different people I never started translation Okay. But along the line, I have two students that I had to get other tutors to manage the students for me, tutors in different languages, tutors in French, Spanish, German, and um, um, Chinese as well, that would manage the books of students. Now, as time went on, I then, added, when I started, remember I did not add translation to it. Translation was not a part of the service. But then, as time went on, I added translation to it. And now, this whole growth, this whole um, growth period for me is really, really overwhelming. And I, I know that it's going to be very tempting to relax now. And, uh, yeah. um, maybe want to enjoy myself and say I've done enough. No. To do more. Yes, I am grateful. Yes, I am content, but also I am hungry for more because we must change the narrative of the limitations around young African entrepreneurs. So I'm striving for more. I'm excited. I'm grateful, but I'm also striving for more. Yeah, that's that's really that's that's a really blissful thing to say for real. I think um, that goes without saying that 
brighter future for you for your brand because um I know for sure that you already fast so uh, what was the projection for you in like say five um three to five years or ten years what's like the trajectory for you how is how is your growth phase like what was the feasibility for your growth okay um thank you for asking um no no yes what yeah. i have on the vision board this is we are about in three years now yes. now on my vision no. board by the year 2025 i should have at least five students on every continent and then i should have had at least 20 translation jobs and then in the next 10 years i want to establish a multi-language that has hostel accommodation facilities hostel facilities where students from all over the world can come physically and then learn their first language Oh my gosh, sorry. I would like you to take those things again. I I think I I, I lost you from um from the next five years. Could you just take it again? You you were mentioning um okay, okay. five students in every country. Yes, yes, I, I mentioned that okay. within the next three years, I um, I plan and this is not just a desire, I am planning and projecting and making moves to have at least five students. On every mm. continent at at mm. one time, and then after that, within the next say ten years, no ten years, seven years, within the next seven years from now, I want to establish a physical language school. Now I'm going to be moving this from just a virtual language school to a physical language school, where mm. I'm going to also have hostel facilities where students from all over the world who desire to learn any language can come and study, and then we're going to have a liaison with different countries around the world. Where um, my students are going to be going on language immersion programs to deal actual countries that speak the languages they're studying. So mm. uh, my projection for the next five to ten years is to have a physical language school that is hosting the flags of nations and recognized by the president of this nation. Wow, that that's, is, that's, that's beautiful. Because that is, that is to say, I, I think that part of the immersion, each of your students get to intern. If I'm not wrong, intern in the countries they they learn their language. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. That that that's really beautiful. I I I am so happy for your growth and for your for your visions, because of the young entrepreneurs, Lord. Because we are rare, we are risk taking, we are energetic, we are enthusiastic, and boy, we are so resilient. And this is the perfect example of all of those. And it's so amazing. I, I, I would not let you go without us. Uh, our, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find the word. Uh, our signal. Uh, uh, that would be a uh, rundown of your dream car, a dream house, a dream country, and um, <laughs> a dream place for your vacation. Okay. What's, what's supposed to be like a dream location to celebrate for you? And then your dream car, your dream house, dream fashion style. Okay, for me, um, um, dream. Let, okay, start with dream country. For me, dream country, um, France, France and Canada, France and yeah. Canada. Those are my two choice countries. Dream car. Dream car. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Mercedes Benz. 
especially the Maybach series. Yeah. Yeah. Maybach. <laughs> and um, uh, dream. What was the question? The next new fashion. Yes. Um, I actually fashion thing of um Prince Harry. Is that his name? Yes, Prince Harry. Yeah, Harry, I love. Okay. I really love fashion films. Yes. Um. Um. What other questions are? Did you dream uh, house? Yes. Uh, yeah. I love big houses. I love big houses with amazing yeah. interior decoration. Um, beautiful lights and all that. With library. Um, uh, a, a large study. Um, good office. And then two parlors. Very spacious parlors, of course. Wow. Yeah. That's that's really least <laughs> you have there <laughs> so once again thank you so much for making it to the young entrepreneur sludge podcast it's so uh, so big a honor to have um had you on board we really look forward to your success and hopefully bring you about some other time in as much as you as your successes unfold um to you listening uh I think it's just really amazing to let you understand that scaling and starting is a different thing. Starting a different world. So you just have to understand each world and you must receive an episode. Be sure to tune in and stay tuned. Peace out and God bless you. Thank you, Susan.